There are, in our world, certain places that seem to draw on the strange, the unusual, the monstrous. And when you were a hip young teen coming of age in one of these locations, it doesn't matter if you are an aspiring scientific genius, a burgeoning telekinetic, or a social media influencer. Your safety is not guaranteed. In these dangerous times at Chillhaven High. Open outside of the home of two Zeke's Lynn, where Penny White and Angela Atticus Jr. have just arrived, clad in pajamas and bearing donuts, and are now furiously ringing the doorbell, blissfully unaware of the malformed temporal predicament in which their comrade, now comrades, have found themselves. The ringing of that doorbell reverberates through Jeff Lynn's basement laboratory, where the conjoined Zeke's are still undergoing their science scan. Their chronoton-infested likeness still splashed across Sophia's oversized computer screen. Oh, shit. What? What is it? Sophia, who's at the door? You see, the, this screen switches over again to like a, that fisheye lens like doorbell camera, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see Penny standing next to... Angela, but with way bigger antlers and like more vine stuff and bigger arms and but you I mean you would recognize her. Penny oh. and Angela. Oh geez. Okay. I was self-conscious about this whole deal, but right, they're both they both got shit going on too. Whoa, her horns have gotten real big. They yep, they sure have. <sighs> All right. Zeke's gonna uh I assume put his clothes back on and his tiny little baby clothes and <laughs> head up to the front door to answer it. Okay. Uh, yeah, y'all are uh, just waiting with a bunch of donuts and coffee. And coffee. Yeah. So y'all have got like one of those big like uh, cardboard coffee carafe things that you get when you get like catering from a donut place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like big boxes of donuts stacked up. Penny, I assume you're already eating a donut. Yeah, raspberry filled. You're holding the donuts. I'm holding the coffee. Okay. So y'all are uh, waiting patiently at the front door of the Lynn residence. And the door swings open, and you look down to see Zeke's head, along with another head, atop a child body, wearing child-sized Zeke clothes. Ah! Angela jumps back and drops the hot coffee. Penny. <laughs> what? Penny's donut flies out of her hand and hits Zeke in the head, the little, the baby head. Ah! Uh, uh, Zeke? Oh, donuts. Groot, TN, hello. Who? I, it's me, your friend, the two-headed boy. Wait, who's, is that, who's that? Hi, Angela. Ah. Hi? Yep, hi. Who are you? Zeke. What? You're both Zeke? Yeah, we're both Zeke. What happened to the one that was our age? We're not sure which one of us is that one. (laughs) 
What? Yeah, we got a couple of working theories right now. And you re- you remember when I made the- when I got all itchy and I made the goop? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of made the goop with a flower that was all messed up with time, so now I'm a little all messed up with time. Wonderful. Well, we brought donuts. Great. Ooh, apple fritters. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much more that there is of this to talk about, which sees pretty much what you get. But if y'all have a lot to talk about, please come on in. Cut to the Lynn residence kitchen table. Zeke, I don't know if we've been in your kitchen in a while. You want to fill us in? What's your kitchen like? Uh, I, I know for a fact we've said that there's like it's full of like made for TV novelty appliances. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, there's there is on the counter nothing plugged in. Uh, and covered in dust, like a quesadilla maker and like a hot dog toaster <laughs> and a cake pop waffle iron thing and uh, also five waffle irons. <laughs> Different uh, like sizes and, and like shapes. square and circle. Yeah, there's like a Hello Mickey Kitty. Mouse one. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you gotta have the Hello Kitty. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's just like, I mean, like the rest of Zeke's house, it's a pretty standard if... Uh, slightly dated looking kitchen. I think there's like some uh, like tile laminate, like one of those things that where it's just like one big sheet of plastic, but it looks like tiles and like it hasn't been cleaned in a while. And I think the cabinets are like a pea soup avocado green color with uh, just like a, again, as is on theme for this house, like just a brown plain wood backsplash above all the counters with yeah. iris doors like cut crudely into yeah, it exactly, yeah exactly with just uh-huh. random slots for the sophia arms to pop out of and sure 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 and then like a monitor for sophia uh, just kind of crudely anchored to a corner wall so we we cut to y'all with jeff seated around the kitchen table Zeke, do you uh, do you have like a booster seat or i think zeke <laughs> is just uh i think that their kitchen has one of those little, like, you know, built-in booths, like a little breakfast nook table. Exactly mm-hmm. what I, I think pictured. Zeke is just kind of on his knees in the booth. Okay, terrific. Yeah. <laughs> Terrifying. I hate that. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not looking at it. I think old Zeke is eating, and young Zeke is just intently listening to what Penny and Angela have to say. So now we have to just, you know, open up the salt circle a little bit in front of Flo's house. You made a deal with a demon? She Jeff did. says, demons are real? Yeah, demons are real. Dad, everything's real. Uh, that's what you Everything's ta- real? That's everything's what you taught real. me. <laughs> Dad, look at me right now. <laughs> everything's real. Look at Penny. Look at her third eye. And Angela just like lifts up her hat? cap. <laughs> I lifted up the hat. And then I'm like, look at me. Jeff reaches out an arm. And a Sophia arm reaches out of an iris door simultaneously and places a bottle of bourbon into his hand and he just pours some of it into his coffee <laughs> and like shaking lifts it up to his mouth. Mm-hmm. Dad, you can you can take a break anytime. Yeah, Dad, we deal with this stuff all the time. We can handle this part. No, no, I'm good. Uh, you're my family. And, you know, uh, Penny, mm-hmm. you, you're like family to me now. Mm-hmm. So He's whatever... <laughs> whatever... Weird problems you all have, or I, I, you know, I want to be here for. I wish you hadn't made a deal with a demon. Maybe next time, if a demon approaches you, stop, 
say no and find an adult. I approached the demon. Street smarts. <laughs> I also didn't know it was like a big deal or whatever I thought. To make a deal with a demon? I don't know. Angela, come on. That's like pretty basic. Not basic like you mean it in this time. <laughs> basic like it usually means. Like yeah, 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 it's just a basic yeah, rule. Yeah. Okay, old Zeke. I feel like old Sorry, Zeke wait. a different name. Jeff raises a hand. Song. What time yeah. are you from? Uh, I don't know. Not th- I don't know. And just old Zeke just goes back to eating a donut. Dang out of this. You guys figure it out. It sucks. But yeah. Made a deal with the devil, and sorry, but we're all in this together, and now we have to do it, so I'm sorry. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. We're not all in this together. I didn't make a deal with a demon. Do you think that if Penny and I don't go through this? I didn't make a deal. But you think that Emma's going to leave y'all alone if I don't complete this? No, that's not what I'm saying. You complete your deal, but there's nothing stopping me from just filling the salt circle back in. I didn't agree to nothing. I didn't give her my blood. Oh my god. That's so true. Demons love fucking loopholes. Let's give them a taste of their own medicine. I like- They're always pulling that freaking monkey's paw, uh, uh, Twilight Zone, ooh, ooh, careful what you wish for bullshit. Well, guess what? Now it's our turn. That's true. I like the way you think, baby Zeke. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm just regular Zeke. I'm only baby Zeke from the neck down. The next up are teen Zeke and middle-aged Zeke, respectively. I liked adult Zeke better. Baby Zeke. Let's address another big question in the room. Something up with your parents. Yeah. Dad, we... Okay, first of all, Dad, are you a tree person? Yeah, I love the woods. No. I spend a lot of time there are hunting you... Sasquatches hmm. and how Chupacabra. Do we... How do we test this? And Ents. I don't think he's a tree people. <laughs> Listen, this morning, Angela like checks underneath the table to make sure that Jeff has uh, a human legs. He has those. Uh, <laughs> you look under the table at Jeff's feet and he's got those nasty toad running shoes on. Ew, that was worse than I expected. Okay. Um, so, yeah, my parents are saying they're like me, but they're basically like, Forest mannequins. They're like sticks and vines and stiff. Like a nasty puppet. Yeah, like a nasty puppet. Thanks, Zeke. And they were always a little stiff, but each time I keep bringing up what's going on with me, they gaslight me and keep telling me that I'm beautiful and perfect and their daughter. And I mean, if they're puppets, they might just not know anything. But it kind of sounds like they aren't uh, people. And we know that your mom was people once because my father has 40 odd years of memories growing up with her and, and living with her. Sorry, and, is my sister not people anymore? What's going on? I, uh, she might be a fake tree. She might be a tree? Fake tree. She might be a tree puppet. I'm going to have to start taking notes today. Yeah, dad. Something's not right though, so. Okay, here's what I think. What we think. <sighs> I think we take Emma's help. We're going to need all the freaking help we can get. Yep. You go to the forest and get lost, but not intentionally because you can't be looking for it. Do whatever that nonsense, cryptic nonsense was yeah. in the woods. But yeah, like take the information you got. And then, you know, me and this guy over here can just uh, 
follow behind you and fix your mistakes. Are you talking about me or your head? I'm talking about my head. Yeah, he's talking about me. Okay, just yeah. trying to keep up. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. All right, we're gonna have to protect Flo. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I will, it's all circle closed, it'll be fine. What if Emma comes for you? Who's gonna protect you? I'm not thinking about that right now. I have a lot more to think about, and I just want, I want the, the time stuff to be dealt with, and we'll cross that fiery hell bridge when we come to it. Agreed. So on three, adventures? Well, wait, hold on. I had another thing. Okay. I, Sophia scanned me to figure out, you know. The whole thing with our heads. Yeah, the whole thing with the two heads. And um, there's like a bunch of chronotons everywhere. And that's a, that's a, he's like looking at Jeff and like gesturing with his arm. It's a special time. Time particle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and no one knows a lot about it, but. They seem to be pretty related to the shit going on, so I feel like if, you know, I can research them... We can research them. Yep, yep. If we can research them and learn more about them, it's just going to give us, like, another avenue to attack this problem with, you know, in case, like, the Emma shit doesn't work out or she tries to murder you or me. Yep. Penny. It's good to have a backup plan. Yeah. So, starting with plan A... Head to flows? Yeah, head to flows. Okay. I think it might be best to not tell her about the salt circle thing, and we'll just do that on our own. Yeah. Yeah, right? Oh. I don't know what's right at this point. I just have an evil eye on my forehead, and I'm doing my best. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go! Okay. The Anodyne Pines, outside of the forest home of Florence Beauregard. Uh, it's not often that y'all come out into the pines out to Flo's house this early in the day, but you find it quite bucolic. It's uh, There's birds chirping. You see butterflies flitting about between some of her flowers, her late fall blooms. And you see as you pull up in Angela's parents' car, uh, you see that salt circle ever present surrounding the edge of her property. Uh, Angela parks and jumps out and she's holding the leftover donuts from Zeke's house. Okay. So she thought that'd be nice to bring Flo a donut because you keep just randomly showing up at Flo's. Uh, the older Zeke is just using the oh, right. arm that he has <laughs> control of and is just rubbing the side of his face over and over going, dude, I have five o'clock shadow. This is awesome. I, yeah, it's nice to know that when I'm 40 and my hairline looks like that, that I'm finally going to be able to grow a beard. Does our hairline look bad? Don't worry about it. Just don't don't <laughs> worry about it. Don't think about it. I don't want to keep thinking about it. I don't want to look at you. It scares me to look at you. <laughs> Penny is walking and just staring at Zeke and Zeke having this conversation. They both look at you and at the same time say, what? Yeah, y'all uh, walk up to Flo's, Zeke tottering along on his little toddler legs. <laughs> You all step gingerly over the salt circle as you approach the front door. Uh, and Angela, as you walk up to Flo's door with your peace offering of leftover dough nuts in tow, you raise your fist, your big beefy tree fist up to give that door a, 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 a right wrapping. And it swings open in front of you of its own accord. Uh, hmm. And you hear Flo's voice from somewhere inside saying, Enter! Flo? Angela's like looking around, peering in as she walks in through the front door. 
yeah, you you three walk in and you see Flo. Even though it's early in the day, Flo has a fire going uh, in her fireplace. And she's got her red cloths over the top of her lamps and stuff. Mm-hmm. But she's clearly set it up like she would for a seance or spooky times. Uh, and you see her standing in front of her fireplace. She's wearing one of her trademark maxi dresses, except this one is like a velvety midnight black. And she's wearing more jewelry than usual. And you see a big pentagram necklace that she has on. Uh, She's got her crystal ball out. She's clearly like set an atmosphere here. Yeah. Um, And as you all are walking in, she sees you, Angela, poking your head around the corner. And she says, um, I foresaw that you all would be coming. And we've got a lot to talk about. And and then she she sees Zeke and she goes, blah! <laughs> Old Zeke says, Oh, my God. It's been so long. It's so good to see you. Shut up. Don't listen to him. What? I was going to, I was doing a thing. Like, you know, I'm from the future and she's dead. Yeah, but you're not from the future. She doesn't know that. Just quit playing that joke. It wasn't funny the first time. Penny's staring again. Hi, Flo. Y'all been putting up with this all day, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Angela shakes the rain off of her little antlers and says, "Hey Flo, uh, what are you? What's going on here? It looks like the séance that we had like the other day. Are you doing another séance?" I was creating an atmosphere because I knew the like we all were we y'all I knew y'all were coming over because I'm a freaking spiritual medium. You didn't know that. I did know. First of all, I'm very powerful. Also. I wanted to like set an atmosphere for gravitas, but then I saw this little dweeb coming in. <laughs> I lost my wherewithal. Yeah, this is uh, Zeke and Zeke uh, Senior. Old Zeke. Old Zeke. Old Zeke. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so this is a uh, one problem that we have here, right? Now. Yeah, this seems like maybe it's top of the problem list. You know how point. you saw that head off the witch? You want to go at one of these? Yeah, Zeke, I still got my saw. Let's go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Can, I don't know about that one. Yeah, which one do you, you want to keep? Listen. Do we need me to I like the one with stubble. You can keep that one. <laughs> listen, we're a little bit... Ooh, hey, Flo. <laughs> no. no. All right, his no. head gets to go. Yeah, that... Yeah. That's the head. Still about 80 years too young for me. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, no, we're not going to... We're not going to chop him off because one... We're not really sure which one of us actually belongs on this body. Yeah, we don't know if, like, I got old and then he sprouted up or if he stayed the same and I sprouted up. It's a whole thing. And also our spinal cords are attached, so, like, sawing through one of us would would probably kill kill the the other one. Yeah. Just take them both. Whoa! (laughs) Whoa! I'm just kidding! Jeez. Just kidding. God, I'm remembering how mean you are now, cousin. All right, well, this is a relief. I was all queued up for this uh, conversation to be a lot more adversarial, but y'all are just ding-dongs as usual, so... No, we got more for you. Okay, terrific. Yeah. Well, Angela, do me a favor. Mm -hmm. Um, You see that fire poker next to the fireplace over there? Yes. And we'll stand in the fireplace tools. Mm -hmm. You want to go ahead and grab that for me? Yeah, sure. Angela walks over, grabs it. You grab it, Angela, and it sort of like sticks in this um, like metal tin of fireplace tools and you feel a click as you pull it up and then moments later there is um, the sound of stone grinding against stone and you see Flo's fireplace uh, kind of moving back 
towards the wall, and then down, and then sliding away. What? Revealing a stone staircase. (gasps) Flow? Have you always had this? Uh, Yes, I've always. I didn't build it this morning. (laughs) All right, come on down. Uh, And Flow starts walking down the staircase. Angela follows. Yep. Uh, So you all start following Flow down this dusty stone kind of crude hewn staircase and uh, you all Angela Penny and Flo have to jump out of the way to make room for the two-headed Zeke whose little toddler legs couldn't quite keep the weight of his two heads above them uh, on this railingless staircase uh, y'all have to jump out of the way as he just sort of careens down the stairs and rolls past y'all Ooh, Zeke oopsie other Zeke oh ah. okay <laughs> Why did you try to run? And there's a puff of dust as the Zeke's land faces down on a dirt floor. And you all are in Florence Beauregard's secret cellar. Do it again, do it again, do it again. Are you dumber than me? I don't know. I just feel less invested because I'm old. <laughs> Zeke, you, uh, you look up and dust yourself off. And you see a space that is very true to character for Florence Beauregard in that it is chock-a-block full of stuff. But the stuff down here seems weirder and more esoteric and older than the bric-a-brac that you see in her uh, regular house. It's dusty down here? It's dusty. There's jars of weird creatures and objects floating in formaldehyde. You see very, very old steampunky-looking pieces of machinery. Angela's touching everything. Uh, sure. There's uh, <laughs> the air fills with dust as Angela just runs her hands all over everything down here. There's uh, old desiccated goat heads hanging from the wall, and other desiccated mummified creatures that you can't easily identify. There's bundles of dried herbs hanging from the ceiling as well as uh, jars and vials full of dark, viscous substances that you can't readily identify. And you see, in one corner of the room, the head of Kerrigan Orb. Mm. It has been placed in and attached to one of the aforementioned ancient-looking pieces of machinery. There's, like, tubes coming out of the head. You see uh, metal gears and bolts and like crude brass kind of a, a building out this scaffolding of this strange piece of machinery into which the head has been joined. Oh. So did you bring us down here so you can tell us a little bit more why you sawed her head off? I mean, yeah, y'all seem concerned about that, but also I feel like, you know, shit's getting serious. It's time for like a serious grown-up conversation. Yes, I am ready for that. Kids, have a seat. Seat? What? Shut up. Yeah, dude, you gotta knock it off for like two seconds. <laughs> Fifteen minutes. <laughs> right, Flo? So, first off, let me say that I like and value all of you. And I do not want to be duplicitous with you. You're just kids... I'm about a hundred years older than all of you, and I've seen 
10 times more weird stuff in my life than most people who are also 117 years old. By the way, I'm 117 years old. Whoa. So I want you to know that that everything that I, uh, that I do comes from a place of care and respect. Okay? Mm-hmm. Young Zeke is just kind of looking skeptically. Old Zeke is just nodding his head. Yeah, Angela's very skeptical, too. Her arms are crossed, and she's, like, taken an old dusty crate and kind of flipped it over and is sitting on it and staring at her. So I'm sorry that I snuck off and sawed the head off of this corpse. And then lied about it. And then, well, you know, you kind of caught me in the moment. It was a reflexive lie. Yeah, but then you told us that you were there the whole time. So you lied. I was there in spirit. Mm, not the spirit that would protect us. Okay, I'm sorry. I knew you all were capable, and you proved me right. Except for Zeke, who turned himself into a weird two-headed golem. Yeah. That being said, I think Zeke's condition is emblematic of the fact that we are not dealing with, like, goofy little robots or your friends in costumes at this point. Shit has gotten wild. And we're going to need to be making some big choices, big moves, and big sacrifices at this point. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes that means sawing the head off of a dead body. Or, you know, metaphorically. Is that for, like, a spell or something? Yeah, what did that accomplish for you? And you know, like, we just had that seance with her, and it seemed like the witches all hated you. And then you sawed her head off, so Uh the feeling was mutual. Well, no, I don't hate it. I never knew that one. Well, but don't you think she knows what you did? Who cares? She's dead. We can do another seance and ask her. Oh, God, yeah. Let's <laughs> probably don't. Why are the, mit- the witches all mad at you? I told you, they don't like me. Well, expand on that. They're very fussy about who gets to access what power and all the rules. They love rules about like what you're supposed to do with magic. What's considered like virtuous behavior, you know, doing things for the common good versus doing things that they perceive as being maybe self-interested. What did you do to make them mad? I mean, it's, it's, there's just no one thing. It's my whole deal. Kind of my whole deal. Yeah. They're not going to like this one, but buckle in because we're going to make them matter. <laughs> Is there any way that they can like reach Beyond the grave and punish us for what you're doing? Punish you all? Or you? Listen, things from beyond the grave have been trying to punish me for like a hundred years. They're welcome to try. They're gonna have to wait in line. <laughs> okay, well, deal. I've pissed off so many fucking malign spirits, gods, demons, entities. At this point, like, if the witches wanna try and get me too, like, they're welcome to try. But again, you don't make it to 117 without knowing a thing or two. Well, what's your plan for the head then? Well, listen, magic isn't like science, right? She's looking at you now, Zeke. It's not like there's a formula and you put in the right number of ones and X's and E's. She's just like looking back at her like, I I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like a recipe, you know? It's more like jazz. You kind of go with it. There's a lot of symbolism and like occultism and like you know you sort of just feel things out it's not prose right it's beat poetry sure old Zeke nods his head knowingly (laughs) (laughs) now listen witches when they were around 
They loved dualities. They were all about dualities. You know, night and day, good and evil, black and white magic. And one of the dualities that they were always talking about was like the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega, right? The first witch and the last witch and the through line between them through which all of the witches were connected and through which all of their power traveled like a ley line. You know, lines are very powerful. And for them, this line was connected between these two points. So, you know, when y'all said that the last witch body had just returned to Earth and she told us that she had access to the well of power from the afterlife, I figured, well, her head's probably a pretty powerful artifact. (laughs) What? Yeah. So I plugged (laughs) into this machine I had. Uh, I found this, God, 70 years ago? Doesn't matter. Uh, Y'all know what the Templars are? No. 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 Yup. No, you don't. <laughs> the Knights Templar were an esoteric group. You know, they were the ones who uh, supposedly uh, had like the spear Longinus and the Holy Grail and all that crap. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sure. Connected to the Freemasons. It doesn't matter. They came into the possession of the head of John the Baptist in like the 1700s. And they built this machine here, this esoteric machine that was supposed to be able to like resuscitate and channel the dead prophetic energies from within the head of John the Baptist. I didn't care about that guy, but I like the machine a lot, so I've had it down here for a while. So I figure, plug a witch head into it, resurrect those powers, that's gotta be something. What happens if it resurrects the witch, who was already pretty mad at you, and is also presumably gonna be madder if she comes back as a head hooked up to a machine? Oh, no, that's not how it works. Watch. And she turns a key near the bottom of the machine and you see the witch's eyes pop open, these mummified eyes, and they start glowing green and the mouth drops open and green light starts emitting from that too. And you all hear like this all kind of surrounding and encompassing like sound. You see, it just does that. Ah, yeah, that's really scary, Flo. Yeah, but she's not like walking around and talking anything. It's just that. Not yet. That's worse. Turn it off, please. I don't want to keep looking at it. Yeah, me either. At least shut the mouth. Yeah. (laughs) She turns the key again and the mouth closes and the eyes close and the sound and the light gradually dissipate. Okay, but like, what are you going to, what does that accomplish? Like a nightlight? (laughs) (laughs) Do you think we like harness her powers to stop whatever's going on? Can we get this eye off my head with them? Bingo bongo. Uh, put a pin in the eye. Don't put a pin in your eye. But Don't put, put a, a pin in the pin. eye conversation for now. We'll get back to that. Everything that's happening right now, everything that's resulting from this freaking spaceship crashing here, are uh, violations of the continuity of time, right? Time crimes. The time crimes, time yes. Crimes. Whether it's, you know, like the stuttering of time, people from the past being brought back, people getting old or babified, as it were. But we're both at once. Yeah. These are all violations of the orderly procession of time. Now, we can fix that. It's something that is not unheard of in the history of, like, magics and the esoteric arts, right? Like, people from every moment in history have wanted to, like, travel through time or bring somebody dead back to life, or return to a moment when they felt that they were at their peak, you know, what have you. Like, what is a fountain of youth? Like, when people want to recapture their youth, it's they're recapturing the, that moment in their life. They're recapturing what they associate with that youth, right? So, it's all about time. 
So again, these are not these are not ideas that are unheard of to us. And these are rituals that have been attempted before. But what we're talking about is pretty large scale. I mean, you've got who knows how many freaking people this spaceship fell on and turned into what or who, what have you is. You got Zeke's whole problem here. Hello. You got Dick's whole deal, right? So we need a large scale source of power in order to complete this ritual. You with me so far? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This head is going to be one component of that ritual. Because what we need to do, there's no like fixed or correct orientation that we can return all of these people and things back to. There's no rightness. We can't like just correct everything in time. It's going to be specific to each and every one of them. So what we have to do is create a ritual that will hone in on each and every one of their idealized moments in time. Like say, when you were a regular human boy and not two guys on a baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ew. We need to return each and everything that's been corrupted back to its idealized form. And for that, we're going to need a lot of magical power. Is there like a certain day we're supposed to do this ritual on? My schedule is clear. Well, I mean, I don't know. I watch like TV shows and they're like, oh, I got to do it on the full moon or new moon or... Friday the 13th. Yeah. Is it like that? Not necessarily. I mean... Super blood moon. Yeah. Again, you're thinking about this too literally. Think about it more symbolically. What does the moon have to do with what we're doing? What does the moon represent to you? Nighttime. Yeah, see? It doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I can't. It's too hard for me to answer that question. Okay. Well, so we have the witch's head. We have Uflo. Yeah. We have Penny. Mm. (laughs) Do you not remember that you took down a helicopter last night? I'm not proud of that. It was pretty cool. I'm proud of it. People died, I think. We don't know that. No, we don't know that for a fact. It could have just been no one in there. Yeah, maybe some scratches. Yeah, just on autopilot. Yeah, it's fine. Don't think about it, Penny. Okay. Don't think about it. And Uh, we have you, Angela. yeah. Yeah. I guess. And I think that you are going to help us find the missing piece that we need for the rest of this ritual. You were going to ask about a piece. Yeah. How did you know? Well, what did I say already? You said a lot just now. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) For the witches, the key to their power lies in duality. Mm Mm-hmm. We have the last witch. So we need... The first witch. We need the first witch. Who's the first witch? Now that's where it gets interesting. Flo reaches behind a shelf full of jars of black tarish fluid and petrified insects and amber. And she grabs a very, very old grimoire, this ancient looking book. And she pulls out like... There's like a uh, workbench kind of like table down here. She drags it away from the wall a little bit and pushes aside some of the bric-a-brac that's on top of it. And she slams this book down and she opens it up to an illustration. It looks like a a very old woodcutting. And it is a female figure, nude, in a forest with pentagram symbols 
kind of surrounding her in the margins. The branches of the trees of this forest that she's in, like branching off in that like weird and unnatural, but like kind of symbolic way that you see in old illuminated manuscripts. And from her head, reaching out to join those branches are two huge wooden antlers. Oh my God. That looks, that's like me. She's holding a sword laid down in front of her. And she is standing in front of a massive kind of gnarled wooden throne. It looks almost like these trees that were branching up behind her, like grown up into this throne. And Flo says, yeah, it does look like you, doesn't it? What do you know about this? What does this mean? Yeah, what does this mean? This is the first witch. Is that your mom? Listen, oh shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know anything. I'm the first witch. The alpha witch. Was somebody like me? Superficially, it would seem that way. So I have powers. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you very clearly have powers. But remember what I was telling y'all? The other day, what was that, yesterday? Jesus Christ. (laughs) I was telling you all about how connected this place is, the Anodyne Pines are, to the land of spirits, the land of the Fae, how thin and permeable the barrier was here. Well, according to the witches and their legends, right, the first witch was of the land of the spirits. She was a Fae. And all of the other line of witches, before they, you know, tragically all died, would descended from that original line. They all had that fey blood within them. Cool. It is cool. And, you know, could be a coincidence, the wooden antlers and the weirdness and the freaking spirit world creatures who've been fucking up my garden lately. But I think maybe, Angela, you are tied to this power somehow. And I think maybe you're the one who can find me the head of the first witch. Me? I mean, people have been looking for this thing for centuries. The witches were all looking for it for as long as they were around. I've been looking for it for most of my life. You don't have any clue where it is? I know that if there's anywhere from which one will be able to find it, it's here. Okay, so I'll look for it. No, remember, you can't specifically go looking for it. What? Well, I mean... I'm just, yeah, I'll find it. Okay. Zeke, sorry, what was that? What? Nothing. Don't listen to old Zeke. He's, old Zeke's been spewing weird. He's so oh, old. Oh, it's the like, times mm, me- messed with my brain. Darn. Yeah. He's mm. so old. I was <laughs> so just, old. I get these flashes from the future sometimes. <laughs> Stuff I know that they don't know. It's time to take a nap, Grandpa. Yep. yep. <laughs> we love you. Wait, no, don't lean over. That makes our body too heavy. And Zeke falls over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um... This was really insightful. Listen. Yes. If we want to fix this, we need to represent the duality. We need the head of the first witch. First and the last. And Zeke, Zeke, get up. I'm trying. It's hard to coordinate. We both work one arm and one leg. Penny bends down and just picks the little body up and plops him on his feet. Thank you, Penny. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a little undignified. Shh. Zeke, you see this machine I plugged this head into? Yep. Built with unknown means by an esoteric secret society hundreds of years ago? Uh Uh-huh. I need you to build me a second one. Great. Yep. Got it. I'm on it. You can do that? Oh, yeah. We can handle that. Mm. 
Yeah, you can take this one if you want. Just don't turn the key or that thing's going to open up again. <laughs> okay. Can someone else carry it? Because we are not very coordinated. We're going to need Vesper's help on this one. <sighs> All right. Um, well, I'll go look for the first witch's head, you know, because no one's been able to find it for ever. But me, yeah, I those, can do it. <laughs> none of those people look just like us. So, you know, I feel like you got an edge. Will y'all promise to come find me if I don't come back? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How will you find me? Okay, you'll you'll find me, Penny. I know mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll get into that brain. Yeah, I'll get into that brain. Oh, yeah, Penny. Yes. Yeah, eyeball. Which one? The new <laughs> The new one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not convinced that's a time thing. So, I think you're right. Um, I had a, a like a dream-ish thing, like... A couple days ago, and um, I saw an eye. I saw a bad eye. It looks like this eye. Um, and you know, no. Now that I think about it, I kind of remember seeing some like stars and constellations form and turning into these like nasty little critters. And then um, we killed one of those uh, critters. Um, it was a lot to take in. And I didn't know what to make of it. So you know, being me, I didn't. I didn't say a word to anybody. So you kind of. I had a premonition. Yeah, so I've, I've seen this eye. I don't think it's my friend. You don't think it's part of you? Really? Um, PQ said that the eye that is in me is what taught him how to fold time. That sounds dangerous. Payne, do you remember when I said you probably shouldn't astral project or return to the astral plane because it was a... Uh, horrible and unknowable forces out there who had seemingly become aware of you i recall mm-hmm. um i will say the premonition that i had that was not my fault i was looking at a picture and i was forced to be there i did not ask for it or seek it out the second time that's on me i think we can share the blame on that i didn't know penny wasn't supposed to ask or project penny this is not like don't take the car after 10 this is like the end of life on earth you cannot return to the astral plane. Without our help. No. <laughs> I don't know what this thing is, but it's, I mean, we're all here talking about sawing witch heads off to fix whatever it's doing. So it is incredibly unknowingly powerful. And if it's got its grubby little claws into you, that is bad news. That's a bad freaking scene. I'm going to need your help, Penny. To do this ritual. I can't do it by myself. Okay. But once we fix this or get rid of this eyeball, like I can go back to astral projecting again? That's a pretty big if. If you see any more of these eyeballs, you come let me know, okay? Okay. I was just trying to help. I know. And you kind of like ditched us last night. So, I mean, what were you supposed to do? It was kind of your fault. Listen, at the end of the day, if all of humanity is enslaved to some unknowable eldritch being, it doesn't matter whose fault it was. It's, we're all enslaved to an eldritch being. This isn't fun. Yeah, we're not having fun anymore. It's the scary part. I, it's been the scary part since day one for me. Y'all were having fun? Yeah. With the flesh robots kidnapping you and the woods burning and the were creature. Okay, I will admit, turning into a were dial was kind of fun for a second. <laughs> yeah, that was really fun. 
Okay, so I'll get lost in the woods and you'll work on fixing your whole deal and... Yeah, if someone could drive me and Flo's witch head battery machine home, I'll do that. Oh, yeah, I almost forgot. We're going to need an object from everyone that we need to fix. Hmm. Remember when I said that it's more about like returning them to their idealized time? We need a position to locate that. We need to know what to turn them back into, right? Otherwise, we might have like a four-year-old Zeke or an adult Zeke instead of our Zeke. So each person affected who we're trying to fix, we need to find an artifact from them that represents to them their idealized temporal form. Cool. <laughs> okay, but then we have to go to Chanel's. Angela checks her phone to see if Chanel has replied. She has not. This isn't good. Okay, I have one more question. Yeah? Is it gonna work on Dick? I don't know, because he did die, but now he's back. But, I mean, as far as we know, there's nothing wrong with him. We just don't know where he is. I mean, there's a bunch of him who are mummified skeletons. I don't want to bring all of them back. I don't want to either. I just want the, the normal one. You don't want a thousand dicks? It's too many dicks. Yeah, it is too many dicks. <laughs> and no, I want the one who looks like a beautiful boy and is nice and strong and kind. And um, I'm sorry, that got away from me a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you like like dick. I, 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 Zeke likes dick. Zeke, Zeke likes dick. Zeke likes dick! Zeke likes dick! Shut up, all of you! Especially you! They're talking about you! I'm past it. <laughs> that was fun. Performed by the inimitable Bess Lawson. Angela Abacus Jr. is voiced by the incomparable Megan Stressman. Zeke Lynn is performed by the indispensable James Chedlar. James is also the sound designer and composer for the podcast. And finally, everyone else in Chillhaven is performed by the incomprehensible Philip Stressman, who is also the producer and game master. Our introduction was performed by the inconceivable Ethan Waldron. Additional sound effects provided by Zapsplat.com. Monster of the Week tabletop game created by Michael Sands. Until next time, my beautiful friends whom I have never seen. Bye.